Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This show is brought to you by the Battle Fever Network. If you haven't already, then please follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Just search the Battle Fever podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and never miss a pod again. Hit that subscribe button and you're in. If you don't, we'll send policies round to your door for a talking to. And trust me, you don't want that. You can talk for days. It is safer really just to subscribe. Fawcett is beautiful, it's steeped in history, and I know what I'll find when the place comes alive, I got that battle fever. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. Now I am much older There's a place I want to be It's red faucet, it's beautiful It's steeped in history And I know what I'll find When the place comes alive I got that battle fever Coming over me And I got
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to BFTV on the Battle Fever Network. Um, turbulent week, shall we say, but here we are, we're back and ready to go all over again. <laughs> I noticed Jim Sloan's in the chat, interested to see what Jim Sloan's got to say tonight. After last week, we need to get you on the pod, mate. <laughs> you are the Geo flagship, <laughs> so <laughs> interested to see what's going on. Um, joining me this evening, he was there beside me last night at Ibrox. We've done a couple of pods there, mate. Last night, the lights went out. We thought we were going to get locked in. Port C's, how are we? Good evening. Um, good, thanks. Yeah, talking about lights going out, they've been flicking in here for the last little bit. Um, as I said it before, pre pod, it's a little bit wild outside. So if I suddenly vanish, then you know, perk up. Good, mate. Good. Oh, yeah, evening, uh, Andy. <laughs> yes, Andy. <laughs> good, good to see me and Paul were able to catch up with Andrew Bluebells last night. It was quite nice to, to see him in person, actually, and meet him for the first time. So, yeah. it was a pleasure to meet you. Um, that side, opposite, diagonal, Y-type, down below Paul, that is the legend. That is the... What about you? What about you, man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just put that accent on. I'm really, really posh most of the time, you know? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a posh Northern Ireland accent, that there. Um, no, I'm doing okay, mate. Doing okay. Good to get on again, talk about the match last night, uh, all the excitement and the fun-filled match that we had last night, mate, and obviously looking forward to another action-packed match this weekend. <laughs> and... Basically, what we're really here to talk about, we've ditched men's football completely because yeah. it's all positive with the Rangers women's side. And we're here with Rhiannon, who's back on the pod again for the first time in a wee while, actually. Rhiannon, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Shit happened at home, and now I'm back. Good, good, <laughs> good. I'm glad to see that you're back because we need a bit of positivity, and you're going to bring the positivity this evening. So, no pressure. All of it, got lots of it. <laughs> Share it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep, keep believing. Well, I was talking to a few people who were watching the game with Marvin and talking to Marvin last night, and I think even Marvin's struggling to keep believing at this present moment. <laughs> 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 if you keep well, going, mate, I'm delighted because I'll hang on to you now and I'll say, right, good, Jim, keep believing. Right. Well, we're going to start by thanking our sponsors, CP Plumbing and Heating, G4 Claims, Media Print EK. Um, thanks very much for all the love and support that you show the podcast throughout the season and we couldn't do this without you CP Plumbing and Heating actually if you have seen our advert at Ibrox you would have seen it last night with CP Plumbing and Heating's logo on it as well which was it was good to see them get up there they had a nice night in hospitality as well here so it was great um, to see them enjoying themselves and again thank you to them for the support for the season if you need any sort of plumbing work done, heating work done, you know, anything like that, then go <laughs> on Facebook, CP Plumbing and Heating, go and find them and you'll get them there. Policies, come to you first, mate. Yes. <laughs> Last night, me and you, we're actually, we're, I'm smaller than you tonight, it's weird. <laughs> Last night, I was a lot taller than you. But... No, you know, I feel you're a bastard. <laughs> you go up, any. <laughs> so, uh, no, last night, obviously, mate, we were, we were, um, they are covering the game for the pod. Rangers against Hearts. We've done a wee bit before it. Um, I can't exactly say that we were very optimistic. <laughs> but we were trying our best, mate, weren't we? We were trying our best. Um, I said 4-0. Clearly, <laughs> I know a lot about football. Um, you were a wee bit more diplomatic and probably realistic, to be fair. <laughs> um, 2-1, yeah. Uh, 
the first half we'll go with first. Do we, do we have to? That's it, really. We'll move on to the second half. <laughs> the least said about the first half, I think, the better. But oh my god, we yeah. never really. We had one chance, I think, with Cholak on the kind of volley and the spin. It was, it was, it was, it was basically St Johnston all over the game, wasn't it? Possession, possession, possession. Horseshoe across the back, and then hit hit the wings uh, on either side with either Matondo or Kent. Um, Overlapping fullback, crossing at the box, cleared, get the ball back, recycle it. Same thing over and over again. In fact, I think I think we'll talk about Ryan Kent in a wee second. But there's at one point he got the ball just in the halfway line. Barris actually on an overlap on down, down his left hand side, drew defence away, had acres of space in front of him to run towards the box. He ran screen across the pitch, completely laterally, following the following the the the. the um, Halfway line, straight across, and played it to Tavernier. I'm like, you and I were going, what the fuck's he doing? It was just, it was just, it was that, that pretty much epitomized the first half for us. It was just lacking in anything. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a hard watch, really, to be quite honest with you. Um, It was getting to the point where it was desperation for for those sitting in the stand. And if you were at Ibrox last night, you would, you would understand what I mean by that. And Gio, obviously, you're watching it for your farm, mate, and, and, you know, Northern Ireland and stuff like that. And I spoke to you this morning and I just, there was there was nothing. There was no leadership. You said that the, the club, the, the players in the park, there's no leaders. And I says to you, it just mirrors the club, basically, from the top to yeah. the bottom. There is no leadership at the club. We're, we're a rudderless ship at the moment. Um, how, do, how, do we, how do we fix that, mate? And also, what was your thoughts on, on the first half? We seemed to start really, really well off the front foot. And there was, I think there might have been one even flashed across the front of goal in the first couple of seconds, even minutes. Um, but it, it then just seemed to sort of sit back and develop into that usual pattern, isn't it? Um, I'm going to say pattern. I would love there to be a pattern, Scott, but there doesn't seem to be any pattern. The pattern at the minute is just, you know, get shite. the ball wide and try. Yeah, shite. Need, need Shana <laughs> down there as well. It's just shite. It is, mate. And it's, it's so, like... Look, with all due respect, I said this a couple of weeks ago, the, the, the fans are going to start, you know, sort of you stop turning up for matches. And I noticed last night the ground wasn't packed. And that should be a ground where you want it to be packed. Do you know what I mean? That's that's a that's a big game, midweek game, you know, against Hearts. Weather was okay. I know it got shit a bit later on. But, you know, you know you're looking for the team to inspire the crowd and the crowd to inspire the team and vice versa. But nothing's happening, mate. And you, you said to me this morning, obviously, about... Connor Golson was up behind you a wee bit and he was going nuts. You know, where, where is that person on the pitch? It can't just be Connor Golson. He can't be the difference maker, although we, although it is showing you how much he has missed, but he can't be the difference maker in that team. Why is Jack, why is Lundstrom not standing up? Why is Tav not standing up? Why is McGregor not standing up? Why are all these other players not standing up and taking their opportunities? Kent is a senior player now. I know he gets plenty of dog abuse and I know he came good in the second half, but why are these players not standing up? Paul, I think you might have stuck it in the group chat today, mate. And forgive me if I was wrong, but this is basically a lot. Nine, nine out of the eleven that started last night were, were, I believe, some of the team that played two or three years ago under Gerard and one fifty-five. These guys know how to get games across the line, but at the minute, it's not happening. And unfortunately, and I know I keep saying the same thing, and I hate to be the the bear of doom and gloom, but I just don't see where this is going to change. Are we going to? Who are we going to bring into this squad from injury? Who's going to transform this team? Someone can tell me that in the comments. I'd love to hear it. But I don't think there's anybody that we have coming back from injury who's really going to step in there and all of a sudden this team's going to go from this rudderless sort of 
aimless sort of directional, undirectional team to this fantastic free throw football team. So, yeah, long, ranty, windy version of me saying they were shite. I think just so, <laughs> just for experience, I think maybe only the two people you would be going to get a leader back in Connor Goldson whenever he's back, Aye. and you're going to and you're going to get creativity and, and and runs forward from Tom Lawrence out with that struggle to see myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying, Paul. Sorry, Ray, I know you're going to talk now, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think we're going to get anybody into that team who are all of a sudden going to change us and turn us into this free flowing attacking footballing team that we had even a year or two ago. So what you know, what is going to change? I think you know, you know, we're looking for direction. We're looking for for leadership here, and and it has to come from the manager. And you know, I know he rants and raves a lot on the side of the pitch, but we need more. We need more. We need inspiration. He caught a frustrated figure last night, Rhiannon. He was the arms were flailing about. There was you know certain things. He, there was times when Kent looked as though he, was, he could go and, and making it. And then, listen, Kent was. We need to put it into perspective, right? And I said this last night. People were saying about how much of the second half was an improvement. Was that because the first half was so poor? Because I don't think it was a major improvement. I think it was slightly no. better, marginally better, right? And the same with Ryan Kent. Has it just been that he's been that poor this season that we're now praising him for that performance last night? Because Ryan Kent, to me, last night could do still so much more. Okay, it was a step back with the confidence, etc. Great, fantastic. But we need so much more for guys like Ryan Kent. John Lundstrom, I think, had one. He's what, and by the way, he's been poor since Leipzig. Mm. But yeah. I think he's actually had his worst game last night in a long, long time, and that's saying something. And I don't think he passed the blue jersey on eight. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head that we're praising the performance just because of how poor Kent has been. He's no, he's like a shadow of the player we know him as. When you watch him maybe two seasons ago, I mean, that goal against Celtic, I put my Kent for a very long time and you look at him now and it's just terrible. Lundstrom was one of the worst. He was just absolutely awful. But as, as Jay was saying, like you're looking for leadership and the only person that kind of popped in at my head out of the injured was Tom Lawrence because, he, he, you know, for me, Lawrence isn't scared to go forward, but he's also not scared to have a dig outside the box. And one of the most fucking frustrating things about the team is they want to pass that in the back of the net. Have a fucking dig. You're, you've got the space, just take the shot. Um, but shite is the only thing you could really say. Abject, poor, just rudderless. The same has been for fucking weeks. And it's just... Let's be honest, it's a bore of fuck. I think I ended up tweeting last night. I'm going to watch paint dry because it was it would be much more enjoyable than that performance. Honestly, we're just been absolutely awful. It's it's been it has been touched. It's been getting worse as well. That's the that's the worrying sign. And we all said we've all got sympathies for the injury side of things. You know that the injury list is as bad as I've ever seen it at the club. Um, it's horrible actually looking at that injury list and looking behind us, just seeing Ryan Jack, Tom Lawrence. And Connor Goldson, and then obviously throwing Alex Lowry, although he wasn't injured, but um, he obviously wasn't in the squad last night. You think you get them back in? Know that they three were great before the before the thing. You know, Tom Lawrence was settling; he was coming onto a game, and then get injured. Connor Goldson, I was saying to Paul last night, I think was having one of his best games in Rangers jersey in the Liverpool game where he got injured. I think he had Nunes in his back pocket. To be quite honest, being that first forty-five minutes, the big man wasn't getting any change out of Goldson at all. He goes off and we know what happens after that. It's an absolute massacre. Uh, Connor Goldson getting into that team just for leadership alone, uh, you know, improves it. Leon King were at the danger of destroying before he's actually got going. Yeah. Because we're so heavily reliant on a kid. I just, I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, I, I, that boy needs to turn out the team and then give him a rest for a wee bit. Uh, but he can't because we're getting the deals there. 
Um, I just, it's poor. It really is poor. Um, going on to the second half, He's a cheeky bugger, that Barney Stenson, isn't he? I'm looking for sponsors today, by the way. You can have too many. Barney, you can sponsor yourself, mate. You can can be a sponsor. You can say, this Battle Fever podcast is probably presented by Barney. Yes, see, see, like Rangers will do match day sponsor with such and such. Barney, you can sponsor a show one night if you want, mate. There you go. This is proudly sponsored by Barney, and you can sit in... The off blue room because there's no green room in this show. Yeah, and the off, <laughs> the off blue room, which is at the bottom of your screen there, and watch it there. there you and go. you can we, we can have a POTP person of the pod, and you uh, and, and you uh, and you, you get you get you get it, uh, a night uh, a, a night on the town with that particular person where you, you, you have a couple of beers with them. There you go. That's a commitment, Scott. We've got it. That's a commitment right there. That's yes. it. That's it. Next week, I'll get our first sponsored show. I'll get the direct debit sorted out soon for you, big guy. PayPal, PayPal. PayPal, before, yeah. we move on, see, before we move on to the second half, obviously it was a, a wee bit better. We got the goal, etc. But um, I actually wanted to put it out there to the, the viewers that what should we do throughout the World Cup? Um, there's no Rangers to talk about. <laughs> Cue the cheers. Men. <laughs> men. No men. <laughs> no men. No men. Um, the women, we, not the men. <laughs> we yeah, have are the women are the women's team still playing? Are they playing right through? Okay. Yeah, uh, international break, and then we are back on the twentieth of November. So, if you're looking for some Rangers, come and watch the lasses. Are much fucking better. We actually win. Hey! <laughs> I'd love the lasses to play the men's team because I think the lasses would win. No, shows shows for us. I mean, right. Get us along to the women's <laughs> games, obviously. You know, it's still mm. our, it's our club, so you're putting money into your club, even though you can't go and watch the men, it's it's your club. And trust me, do you really like to the robot? It's probably better putting money into the women, you know, the club for watching the women than what it is for watching the men. You probably leave happier, so it's a win all round for everybody. Um, you know, that's a great thing. So, what I would like to say is, what should we do during the World Cup? What do you want to see? What shows do we do live? You know, on this on a Thursday night because we don't have games to talk about. We can't keep talking about how shite we are because it'll depress everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we can't keep talking about who's got to be the new manager because I don't believe Gio will be gone anywhere. So, can we not just let's think about something else? Let's see. What do you want to do? What do you want to see today? Get it in the comments and let's see. Because remember, Barney's sponsoring the very first one. So, yeah. make sure you get a good <laughs> Keep it, keep it clean, you bunch of filthy animals. Oh, come on, it's not in this battle fever after dark stuff. That was in a oh, celebrated g- thing. G- g- given yeah. half a chance, it would be after dark. <laughs> no, no, that lot down the right hand side of my screen here. <laughs> Our first game back is the 10th of December, a friendly against Leverkusen at Ibrox, where three men and their dog will show up. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> as, I, as I said in the pod chat, that's going to be the Castor Cup being played for there. Uh-huh. No, no, no quit since both teams were cast over. Eh? No doubt they'd likely try and fucking sell it after it, too. Oh, right. <laughs> so, we're going to, we're going to obviously do shows still through the World Cup. So, whatever we want to do and, and, and talk about, then get in touch with us. We'll, we'll, we'll show. <laughs> Sorry, we just, I've just seen that comment there. Show is sponsored by Red. <laughs> is it my? What's wrong? Let me keep saying my, my Rosie. You Jason. are. You're, 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 you're right, Red. You're Well, to be fair, I'm just back from the gym. I scoffed my dinner down, mate, and you know that's that's. And you've you know, and you get the heat on. 
Uh, <laughs> turn it off, mate. Must, off be, must, be my, must be my lights. How's that? I'm still being great. Look at this. Still, that's terrible. That's bright. Are you drinking? No, no. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I, was just I should be. Like, I should be, uh, but no. <laughs> right. Second half. Couldn't be any worse. We were talking in the in the, the media room doing the stair poll at half time uh, with some of the guys in there for heart and hand and four lads and stuff like that. And we were saying about how this cannot go on. This has to be, you know. So and see on that point there, team should go abroad. I believe Rangers are going to Florida. Um, I think that's happening. I think Rangers are going abroad. Are um, they? Aye? I think I think they are. Yeah, I think they are. Um, I'm sure I read that they're going for warm weather training where they can throw aimless crosses into the box in 16, 17, 80, 90 degree heat instead of minus three. Um, <laughs> yeah, why are you going for warm weather? You're coming back, you've got to be fucking minus eight living still. What the I fuck know, are you doing? Oh, my God. Down North Pole for a week, aren't they? Jeez, <laughs> I go to Antarctica. Fucking hell. Go to Inverness for a week and you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> play, the, play the polar bear 11. <laughs> but we came back out second half, right? We did. Yeah. There was a wee bit more urgency, a wee bit more tempo, a wee bit more energy. Um, a well taken goal. Ryan Kent beats a few guys. Mm. Barisic, ball into the box, and Malik Tillman slides and and puts it into the net. Relief, I think Paul was the was probably the word you could use around yeah. everybody inside Ibrooks. Um, I heard a guy on the radio earlier saying about how. He would never want Rangers to get beat. However, if he thought if we drew or get beat last night, that would at least end things. I still can't sit there in the stand, even though I'm not happy at it, and want my team to get beat just because we, you know, we we're not happy with the way things are going. <laughs> Rangers is all about winning. You know, you can't be you can't be like that. I would rather we turned it around and won the league with you in charge than sack the guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's what we all want. Um, so. But it was, mate, it was relief. Geo, relief. Oh, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the full bench was out. It was like a, a European goal was scored, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. But you mean, you, you mean every, every who coaches the first team come off the bench? Yes. 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 So they're all on mass. Yeah. Including their goalkeeping coach. <laughs> well, we might talk about that at some point, but we're not that saving. But yes. Um, <laughs> Me and Paul were flummoxed by this last night. Okay. Uh, it's not we'll a fact get to it later on. About Colin Stewart, I don't understand. I really like Colin Stewart as a goalkeeping coach. I think he does Graham a great job. No, it's Colin Stewart. Colin Stewart. All right, it's Colin Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Jim's son. It's Jim's right. son. Sorry, I'm right. asking. <laughs> right, I've got to back my mind with something. It's okay, I've got my That's a guy to work with. I'm really sorry. <laughs> See what come, on, come on, come on. I'm having a really bad day. I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm fess up to this live in the pod. I, t- I said to Scott, I'm going to send you some money on PayPal for something. He went, okay. And I'll, I'll try to open my PayPal app and I'm sitting on my phone like this for the, for, for the face recognition for, tw- for 20 seconds. And I thought, it's not working. And I looked and I, suddenly, I pulled it back and I suddenly realised I'd opened the PlayStation app. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with this PlayStation symbol open. It's freaking... <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm, ha- I'm having a mare of a day. But, yeah, um, yeah, it was, it's really weird. It's, it's really weird when you when you see uh, a substitution made. Van Bronckhorst is trying to speak to Kamara about something. Dave Voss comes out, taps him on the shoulder. Uh, Kamara turns around, gestures, goalkeeping coach to come out, and then starts giving instructions. And he, Dave Voss goes and sits back down, and he goes on the pitch, taking instructions from the goalkeeping coach. It's just like, oh, what's what, what's going on? 
I mean, is there a language problem? Or I, I don't know. It's, it was such a really, really weird thing. But it's not the first time we've seen this. We see it in play. You see it in the warm up. You see it at half time. I mean, it's just it's 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 a, it's a really weird one. I, I don't quite understand it. But you'll get to that as well at some point, probably. But yeah, yeah we had we came out and as you say, it was it was sheer relief. I think around, around the whole stadium, um, a, a, a collective thank fuck for that went up. <laughs> it's, you know, it wasn't much a roar. It was a thank fuck for that, and a big and a big exclamation mark exited the stadium at the top as well. Um, yeah, it was it was palpable to say the least. You know, what I mean, I know it's because people are getting very edgy. You could hear. Behind us, people getting very, very vocal, and in fact, people sitting in front of the Golds and the Jack in that were actually getting very vocal, and I think it must be quite uncomfortable when I was sitting there. Um, so hearing other things being said about their pals, but uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of relief. So I've 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 lost my train of thought there. I'm just all over the shop, sir. No, I'm not sucking my chin. You so. nailed it, mate. You absolutely nailed it. Don't you worry. Nailed it. You nailed it. Okay. Gio, Malik Tillman scores the goal. Malik Tillman, Gio said he needed, he's going to go like this. This was Gio's exact motion mm-hmm. in a press conference. Okay. Just doing that directly for you. Um, he's going to go like that. He's going to go up and down. He's a young kid. He will have times where he's excellent <clears> and, you know, will win his games. And I don't mean like last night. I mean actually single-handedly, you know, take the game to teams and win his games. And there'll be other times where he's probably going to be off form, and it's just his age, right? But because he's came from Bayern Munich, instantly becomes one of your key players, and we think of him as this big, massive, yeah. excellent, all-round quality player. It's not yeah. like that, right? But he took his goal well. He scored a couple of good goals. He's created a few things since he's been at Ibrox. Again, like Leon King, we're heavily reliant on kids like that. Um, and unfortunately, that happens then as you ruin them, and, and especially Ibrox when it's tense and, and tetchy the way it was last night. We ruin them, and it's hard to come back for you as a kid. So, ideally, you would like to take Tillman out and bring in Tom Lawrence, who's a bit more experienced, but we don't have that luxury at the moment. So, his goal, and also thoughts on Tillman overall. I, to be honest with you, I, I, I come with two trainer thoughts when it comes to Malik Tillman. There is times, like you say, when he can single-handedly win his games. He seems to have this, this knack of being able to drift past players. And for such a big guy, you know, and he's only 21, but he's, still, you know, he's a big guy and he, he seems to drift past players like they're not there. But then the other side of me seems to think there's times when he really slows the game down because he's wanting to find the sexy pass. He wants to beat a player, maybe even two or three, and then let players run off him so he can put in a sexy pass. And that that's quite frustrating as well, because I noticed a few times last night, out with the goal, that's what he tended to do. And I, I, I you know, I've said this a few times about him, that he has all the attributes to be a fantastic player. Reminds me a wee bit of, of Berbatov, um, who played for Spurs and Man United and stuff. And, and, and I think he could go on to have a brilliant career. But... You know, again, I, I, like you said, Scott, I think possibly we could be bringing players to take the kid out and give the likes of, you know, Lawrence a run, but obviously due to injuries, that's not happening. My other side of the story is, though, you know, for me, we've, we've got a, a really good homegrown talent in Alex Lowry, who's not even in the match day squad. And I noticed a few people on, on social media last night saying, good enough to play against Napoli. Good enough to play against Ajax, sorry, good enough to play against Ajax and come on against Ajax, but not good enough to make the squad. And I know the numbers are different, then you can have a much bigger, much a much bigger match day squad. But you know, Malik Tillman came with playing two or three games for Bayern Munich, and we have got a really good young 
up and coming player. And I know he's getting back from an injury, but to me, why not have Laurie on the bench and why not rotate them too? Very similar age, very similar in, in the way in the positions they play, not necessarily in their in their um way they, they physically play. But I would like to see a wee bit more of, of Alex Laurie. But look, again, great goal. I, I've said this before, he's got that knack of being able <clears> to arrive a wee bit like Scotty Arfield and, and being able to arrive and lay it into the box. And I think you should do a lot more of that. And I just think I think it's going to be a learning curve. Don't forget, before Christmas last year, everyone want, wanted rid of John Lundstrom, and then all of a sudden he became the best on earth. You know, we could be saying we could be saying the same sorts of things about Malik Tillman in, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months' time whenever he comes back from the World Cup. So, you know, again, I don't want to write players off, but I, I would really love to. There's Neil just obviously saying as well. He would, he would love to, you know, the, the two of them playing similar positions. I, I would love to give Alex Laurie a run. Again, we're, we've talked so many times about this player trading model. But yet we're developing another team's player. You know, why not bring Alex Laurie and get him developed, start giving him games, let him go up, let him do the peaks and troughs, let him go through the motions and have good games and have bad games. But ultimately, we can all see that he's going to be a fantastic player if given the opportunities. The problem is, Ryan, and we're so slow and we're build up play that yep. these creative players, I mean, Tillman, I okay sometimes does hold on to the ball, but could it be at times as well that there's there's nothing in front of him? There's nothing to actually go and go and thread the ball too because Cholak, for all he's been he's been excellent at the start of his Rangers career, he's no exactly somebody who's going to run away for a defender, take the ball in, beat him, run away from him. You know he's a finisher, he's a predator in the box. That's where your Kents etc. should thrive yeah. off playing with players like like Malik Tillman. It's just no work because I think our build-up play is just so slow. It, it's so abject and it's so poor. And I think even Matondo, to an extent. He's trying to beat the players, but he's having to hold on to the ball too long because it seems to me there's no urgency to try and get forward. So when you've got someone like Matondo or Tillman and they're trying to get the ball forward, it's just so slow for the other players to go and gain that option of passing. And you say about the horseshoe, it seems like that's the option because there's just no urgency. And, you know, as he's been said, he's either going to thrive or he's no one. It's a lot of pressure for somebody that age. I think you know, Champions League qualifiers have kind of put a marker on him because of what he done in that game. But it's been said he's, he's still a young kid. He still know how to speak mm. yet. Um, and it's just, it's just abject. It's just, he's getting the ball and he's like, I'm trying to try and go forward and he's looking and there's, there's nobody there. And as you say, that's when your Kent should be thriving. He should be able to run into that space. And I think that's why we should be playing a front two. If he's getting that body like an Alfie, and Alfie's holding the play up, that allows Kolak into the space to try and get the ball where Alfie's taking the defender away. Um, so I'm just like, it's just the same stuff, and it feels like they're just doing the same stuff over and over and wanting a different response, like a different response, and that's literally the defici- definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different response. It's just mind-boggling to me that this is how we're playing and this is how we're setting up, and it's just... Oh, it's ridiculous at times. Geo's actually mentioned this in the pod chat millions of times that that's the definition of insanity, and I put it out on the I put it out on the pod account last week um, after the St Johnston game, and I get so many people saying, "You didn't know it was Einstein that said that, though, did you? You didn't know it's a fake." I'm like, it doesn't matter who said it; it could have been me that made it up, right? What it is, it's, it's correct. <laughs> the definition of insanity is. Try to do the same thing over and over again. Gio said, and, and you know, expecting different results. Gio said in his, his pre-match press conference that he was trying to change it, and, and things were, you know, 
they were trying to do things and just things were only coming off and injuries and confidence and whatever else. But picked the exact same team. Yeah. That let us down at St Johnston, it let us down in yeah. Perth. So that's the thing where you go back to the manager and say, well, as Gio says, well, could you know if took somebody and brought in Lowry, bring in a different, you know, different bit of energy, a different view on the game, a different a different player that maybe Hearts haven't really come up against. I don't know, you know, just something different that just God, isn't that what Brian and saying though? Like even even last night I thought, you know what? It's that it's Okay, maybe even on Saturday, maybe maybe we start Alfie and Cholak up front. So do something completely different. Turn up the rule book a wee bit because whatever whatever's working now is not is not necessarily working. If you know what if yeah. you know what I mean, it's not the, the the team just don't seem to click. There hasn't been a game. Okay, the Aberdeen game out with that's the only game this season that that they've really clicked. Do you know what I mean? And we we need to be able to do something. It's 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 really alarming how how badly this team are lacking in confidence. We've talked about the lack of leadership, but lacking in confidence, lacking in belief. Like you say, those things come from confidence and, and you know, do something different. You have to do something different. It's a, it's the Saturday will be the last game of the season for a good couple of weeks. I've always got this feeling like he's afraid to play the two of them up front because he's, he's, he's going back on his own word. Mm. But, you know, I would love to see him. I would love to see him, you know, do, you know, do something different, turn up the rule book, Throw two up front. Throw Alfie and Cholak up front. Play four four two. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter about systems. It's all about getting players out there to play for you. But just do something. Yeah. Different. He, he said, "But he said he will, he doesn't he, he doesn't like to play with uh, two strikers. He always yeah. plays with one." With regard, just just to go back to the thing about Alex Lowry, I can't quite remember that what the, the what was exactly said, but I think there is an issue with Alex Lowry, and um, whether that be personally with Gio or his attitude and training. Because Van Bronckhorst already came out and said he was he's he was he's picking the team for with with those who want to play and are are willing to play, and I think maybe his his, his style. Therefore, that's why Lowry is currently being dropped. And if that is the case, um, that that's quite alarming. Um, whether it's either professional or or personal, the fact that one of our hottest talents is currently sitting in the stands to watch the match rather than being at least on the bench, is quite alarming. And David Heard makes a point there about. Um, Celtic score a lot of goals with their wingers because they support the strikers and come into the box. I've actually said many times uh, on this pod, and I even said it again last night uh, when we were watching the match, it's almost like both Ken and Matondo or Sakala or Wright are told, stick the touchline. You hog that line. Don't 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 cut inside. Don't, don't, don't just you stick there. The ball will come to you, whip it across or get support by the fullback speeding past you. It's It's... And as I said last night, all it is, it seems to be horseshoe across the back, one way or the other, or across, then back the way, down the wings, crossing at the box, cleared. Um, it's almost like the mid- midfield we missed out an awful lot. Now, I don't know why that is, whether he doesn't trust it, but when we, we do play through the centre that we did begin to play last night in the second half, you start to get some inroads and you start to get some joy. Because they, you know, Van Vogt was going to turn around and say, oh yeah, that's called mixing it up. No, it's called not really having a fucking clue what your best system is. That's Paul, just we've just opinion. won a game. We've just won a game one 0 against Hearts. You're a decent side, decent football inside. Yeah, and I know. Times. And look at us, we're still pissed off and frustrated. And it's because shows you, it's Isn't because we serve the same thing over yeah. and over and over again. Absolutely. And see the point Paul makes here, and it's bang on. Is about the, the wingers hugging the touchlines, right? And I think yeah. this is the problem with Ryan Kent, right? Because Ryan Kent, 
for me, likes to drop deep, collect the ball and drive, right? And run and go and take on defenders and cut inside and go and take on centre, you know, centre halves, have a pop at goal for distance. Look at his goal and was it Gerard's last game against Ross County? Yeah. Was that the game? Was that the game? Was yeah. it Livingston? I can't remember the one he cuts inside and he absolutely smashes it in the top corner, far away corner. The problem is he's getting the ball out in that, that wide left flank and it's he's tight, he's he's nearly in the gantry because he's that he's that wide, right? He's then taking the ball. The, the right back is behind him, right? Obviously, between him and the goal. Ryan Kent, as he naturally does, wants to cut inside. Teams coming to Ibrooks have four, possibly five, across that park. Ryan Kent, all you can do is go, just go central. Just just run square across the pitch, right? There's no trying to try to go between the lanes. There's no trying Because there's no space, right? There isn't any space in there to do that. They've dropped that mm-hmm. deep. That's where I think we constantly, and this has been Gio's biggest downfall for me, is our game was all about our wingers kind of drop them in. It's two, Mick Beale says it, two tens, yeah. right? In behind the main striker. That allowed the space for Barisic, for Tavernier to go down each side. There's no coincidence that Tavern Barisic haven't been as effective this year. Okay, mm. lack of form as well, fair enough. I understand that. Probably disillusioned with the whole thing, to be quite honest with you. But they had the space to go into. And if a fullback tracks Kent, there's more space there. If the fullback stays wide, Kent goes and he's taking on a centre half. Do you know what I mean? Or he's taking on wh- whoever it is that's you know centrally um, between him and the goal. You're 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 opening up more one on ones. Then with that's Ryan Kent's game, taking somebody one on one, dropping the shoulder, going by him, right? Or dropping the shoulder, feigning to go by him and slipping it left to the to Barisic who's running through. Um, that was our big force, if you like, and our our. We've done so many teams with in Europe and in Scotland. We've done so many teams with. Now I'm not saying that under Gerard we always we didn't come up against this low block and of problems. We did, but our quality should shine through, and we should eventually get the breakthrough as we did last night. I just feel when when we go away from home when we're at home, it's so easy to play against because you know Kent and whoever it is that's picked out the bingo ball thing to play right wing this week. Right, be it right, Matondo, or at times Malik Tillman, Scott Arfield, whoever they may be. If we put them out there, we know if we push our fullbacks tight onto them, there's no space in behind them for the fullbacks to go. There's no space for fullbacks to go anywhere. But stand, Bonabarisic just took a pounding this year for going forward so far and then turning and coming back to it. But I'll ask you this if he played the ball forward aimlessly, would we not criticise him as well? Do you know what I mean? So while there is sometimes Bonabaric has been negative, there's also sometimes where it's actually not his fault because there's it's the same with Davin Miller said. Mm. There's nothing there. So he's going back to the goalie, he's going back to the centre half, which creates in effect the horseshoe, which Gio's known for. Right? Yep. Listen to the Feyenoord fans when he was appointed. That's what he's known for. It's no coincidence that that's what he's known for. The football is like that. It goes forward, there's nothing there. We come back to me. And we go back that way. Right, let's try on the right hand side now. Nothing much. Right, come back that way. That's exactly what he does. He doesn't change it. He's never developed that approach. You know, he's, that that thing there could work, maybe, but he's never brought it to the next stage. Where I felt Gerard was much better is he had a game plan and it got developed year on year on year to the point where we absolutely scushed the league championship and should have built on it and we didn't, as we've said a hundred times. But I that to me, and I'm no a tactician, but sorry, I'm going to go. No, I'm just saying I think that for me, football and identity, we don't have one. Gerard had a play, and I think a big issue for me is when, i.e. the Celtic game, for instance, we're holding off rather than going forward, and I think your biggest issue is 
we're a team where going in the front foot is your strong point and sitting back and just letting teams come on to us doesn't work. Again, prime example with Celtic, we get absolutely hammered that game, but we're, we're lacking that going forward. Um, so, as you say, Torsu, there's nothing there because he's got Kent on a touchline and he's got Matondo on a touchline and there's, n- there's no other options. Whereas if they're allowed to cut inside, tell Tav and Barra, Borna forward, we're creating that space for ourselves. That's drawing defenders out, allowing space in the box, and that's that was what was allowing his goals. And we don't seem to have that. So it's just there's no football identity, and it's just basic and boring. But do you know think Cholak benefits for the way we used to play as well? Because Kent, Kent and Tillman or whoever it is that's playing the right Matondo, whoever it is, is so much closer to him, right? Which means he's not as isolated. Which means it's not as much on Tillman playing in that advanced role or Lundstrom at times, you know, as he was last night to get forward and support them. There's two tens there. You know, and, and two tens drift. And I said to you last night, Paul, why they never switch mm-hmm. periodically through a game? Aye. We're so rigid. There's no flu there's no fluidity to our team. Why we don't right say, right, okay, Kent's popping up on the right now and, and Matondo's popping up on the left. Arguably where Matondo's more comfortable. Um I, I don't get it. And I'd love to see that, Scott. I'd love to see that that ability for our players to be able to switch. Maybe it's maybe it's the they have the ability, and that's the oh, thing. No, no, no. I'm just saying, just they're, giving they're, the freedom. Sorry, yeah, Paul, maybe it was freedom. There was yeah, they're, 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 they're clearly not allowed to. Don't forget, um, I reckon Ryan Kent probably started to go downhill the minute Roy McKay said them tricks are for the circus, son. Do you know what I mean? You can see it changing at that point. We, 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 at that time, Ryan Kent and the team weren't going through a great patch. You know, yeah. they just they just been beaten three 0 by Hibs in the cup semi final. This video came out, and here we had Roy McKay saying, "Kent tricks are for the circus." Now we all went, "That's uh, that, that, that's putting your, your marker down uh, to get these guys in check because obviously they're not performing very well. They're not doing what they're told. That, that's a wee bit of authority. You know, that 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 will hopefully work. Make them realise that you know they they, they hate work as as a, as a team." Mm. It seems to kick if, if that's what's been going on training, it's kicked the fucking ass at the team, let's be honest. Right. Paul, I've said that loads of times, mate. I think it I think it's a confidence game. Um no, sorry, Scott, you were gonna say probably made no. about Jim Sloan saying just, just in Jim's defense. comment there about okay. Gerard having a solid defence. Gerard built that solid defence. When Gerard came in, we just conceded six at Easter Road, remember? Right. Gerard came in, identified the problems, brought in Goldson who were missing. Yep, definitely. Brought in guys like Holander, who, yep, we've been unfortunate with injuries, fair enough, and probably will be moved on, should be moved on. But Gio let Balligan go in the summer. Gio or Ross Wilson let Balligan go in the summer. I'll never understand that. That's probably one of the worst decisions our club's made this season. Do you know what I mean? You bring in John Souter, who's injury-prone to the max. (laughs) I would have an agent Balligan aired Souter any day of the week. I'm sorry, I would. Balligan and Davies in at centre half there makes a difference. I believe Ben Davies, who looked good when he came first came into the team, has been affected because he is, the, you know, he's a senior pro there now, and he's got taken kind of yeah. look after that kid next to him. Fair enough, right? And I know, listen, Leon King's not inept at what he's doing. He's a good player, Leon King, but it needs it needs he needs to come out now. You know, it's not I'm not blaming him for any of the goals, but he needs to come out now. It's what happens with a young player: you give them a taste, you bring them back out. You give him an artist, you bring him back out, and you build that up. He's not getting the boys, not getting the chance to do that. And I know people say if you if you can't handle it, fair enough. But he's 18, 19 he's year 18. old. <laughs> he needs he needs but, time. We can't just crucify him. Do you know what think, I mean? Think about what you were like when you're eighteen years of age. Do you know what I mean? Oof. 
Exactly. Uh, I, I always, I've always got massive sympathy for these for young players. People and people like uh, sort of King and Tillman and stuff like that. And as I said, I know, I know Tillman gets an awful lot of grief, and he was getting some really nasty stuff last night from the stands right behind us. Um, he's what he's only tw- twenty, something nineteen, twenty, something mm-hmm. like that, and he, and he played hundred and sixty minutes of first team football before coming to us on loan. All of a sudden, he's chucked, he's thrown out the lion's den at a hypox, you know, and he's, he's been asked to run the midfield. That can't Paul, happen. St. Johnston, right? St. Johnston. Do you think the defensive, or the attacking change he made when he, when he took off a centre half? He took off his experienced centre half and left yeah. the kid there. Right, Playing yeah. at a back three with Tav and Borna, who are the centre halves? Who are so only, only the only either the fee? How can you how can you tell a guy who costs four odd million quid? Oh, you're we're we're putting you out, and we're going to keep an eighteen year old lad in there. What's that going to do to, to his confidence? I think maybe you because know? I think maybe because Davis had been injured the match before, and then maybe Gio just didn't want to risk him. That's that's the that's the, that's the only sorry I'm just, I'm just marking my but so uh, that's the only rationale I can come up with. Yeah, the fact he wanted to try and protect him because he knows if he loses Ben Davis, he's not going to a left-sided defender. He's completely stuck. Well, Paul, don't forget, mate. As soon as, as like they literally scored, as soon as that substitution was exactly, made, sure, yeah. surely yeah. you're saying to yourself, "We're chasing a game here. We know there's going to be space in behind. We're going to a back three. Surely a left-sided player like him, instead of throwing Bernie <coughs> back in the left-sided center half, I, I just don't understand the rationale behind that." And I've said this a few times for those of us that are old enough to remember Dick Advocate's final months and 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 time when he was oh, at, at the helm. This is another version of Dick Dick Advocate. He yep. basically he was so stubborn. He was so this is my system or this is this is the way I'm playing. These are my players. I'm not going to change. It was that arrogance that came in, and this is what's happening. He's not prepared to accept that what he's doing is wrong, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. But you know, it, it's just. I've said this earlier. That's why we need something different. But you know, I I think we need to like like you've said, we don't have the ability to drop out um young Leon King, which is a shame because he has got all the attributes to be a fantastic player. He's got great recovery pace, but again, it makes the decision to to let Leon Balogun go all the more frustrating and all the more head scratching because you're sort of looking at him playing down with Mick B now at QPR being one of their better players and they're they're upwards of, of being potentially promoted. So let's be totally honest, Leon Balogun could be could be playing in the premiership next season if if they keep going on form and keep going the way they are, but yet we have let him go. Mm, it's bizarre. But see see what, what what pains me here is and again it goes back to Ross Wilson and the board is that they said when Steven Gerrard left that the plans were already in place for who was going to take over for that, right? So you can all presume that's Gio. Right, because he was a man that got the job. Unless somebody else turned him down, Geo doesn't seem to fit the philosophy of the way the club was moving. You know that high press, high fullbacks, attacking football, right? Quick attacking football at times. How many times did we blow teams away at Ibrox? Mm. Right, especially in Europe as well. Which I know we we did under Geo. I get that, but it's different. You get to a quarter final and semi final, whatever. I think Geo tactically is a shoot a day. Right? He showed that in Europe last year. There was a lot of tactical decisions he made in big games that worked big time. Um, I just don't understand the the what's happened this year. And I think it's I think reading between the lines, I think it's the players have just opted out of what's what's been told. They're just saying I don't believe in this at all. And it goes back to the Ajax game, Paul, and it says to you, Gio and Tav having a wee set too mm-hmm. at the side of the park. It was like Conor Goldson last night. 
why it was like this. Why, yeah. why would why is this? Why would they end this? This Disney suit our game. Why are we doing what we're doing? That's the only thing I can think. That's the way Tab was. I was saying to I will, I will, I will say in the Goldson's defence, when he was talking to Ryan Jack there last night, you don't know that's what he was saying, but he was gesticulating, oh. and he's, he's, he's pointing. I, I don't know if it's Tab was saying. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that was. Uh, he was, it wasn't. But he was very much looking like us, going. What's what's going? Whether whether that was the tap. Whether that was with the setup, the tactics, or the or what was the players are doing the pitch, we we we'll, we'll never we'll never know that because but it, but there's you can see him and he was very animated and he was constantly yeah. talking to Ryan Jack next to him. You know, he's just you can see he was he was frustrated. And I go back to what Gio responded to Tav was, "Calm down, yeah, calm down." That's what Gio responded to Tav with. That tells me Tav was getting heated about something. He was going, "Calm down." Well, right, feel- so. I was at a tour at Ibrooks, uh, was it last week? And it, during the Ajax game, one of the stewards heard Tav constantly say to you, take me off, I can't run, take me off. There's a big issue for me with Tav now. I don't know if he's injured or he's fatigued or what it is, but the man needs a fucking rest. And I think this this World Cup, this international break, can come soon enough for the guy because he's played constantly for how long? The guy needs a rest. He's looking absolutely fucked. We were we were saying here literally a couple of weeks. Remember a couple of a couple of months back that he's he's a he's he's a Rangers legend. Do you know what I mean? And he's he's a shadow of himself at the minute. He really is. Rihanna, he's, he just doesn't look. When was the last time you seen him? You know, up properly having a good shot on goal, like a you know. Besides, he's nowhere near. Remember those that European run, and even even in the league, it was transforming into the league as well. He was so good. Yeah. He was flying. He was he was bombing down the wing again. It looked like, you know, he. he you know, case in point, he was the European top goal scorer last season. Yeah. And yeah. now look at him. So it, it's clear to me that something's something's not quite right there. I'm I'm a firm believer that, you know, these guys, as much as we invest emotionally in this football club and as much as we love these players and we love the club, a lot of the times we have to remember that this is just a job. And if you're not buying into the philosophy of the way your company's moving forward or your your organization is moving forward, then you're not going to buy into that. And that's 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 all it is, and that's for me from the outside. That's what I can see. There, there's something different. There's something not quite right, and the players are just not buying into whatever they're being told. Yeah. Now, whether that's from the manager, whether that's from the club, whether that's from anything, I do not know. But that is the problem. That is the problem at the minute. We are all everybody who who works or has a job. They work for someone. And if your manager and your boss is putting you along with them and you are all together on that journey, you're right in there. You're going into the trenches for them. Do you know what yep. I mean? You'll do the overtime. You'll stay late. You'll you'll come in early. You'll do all those things. It's the same with these guys. This is just a job to them. As much as we love them and as much as we love the club, this is just a job. But at the same time, the players that really get hooked into things and, and get hooked emotionally into the club, they're the ones that are, are going to drag you along. And it's just not happening. So where is I'd that like coming from? And that's that's the big question, isn't it? I'd like to see Tav's stats though. This season. Oh why? This stage, this season, okay. this stage last season, the season before, the season before that. And I know that a right back cannot maintain those levels, but he was, in fairness to mm. Tav, he was. And I think it was the system we were playing in. He was pushed higher up the park. He was advanced. Every game he was scoring, as you say, Gio, scoring, assisting, winning, you know, the ball high up the park. It, it, it's just, there's just something's changed this season, and I don't I believe think. that players are buying into it. And I'm no one of these people who sits and wants to hound the manager at the door because I, I don't think that's the Rangers way of doing things. Mm. I think Gio and everything but 
<clears throat> when it matters really than who's showing it on the park. I think he'll take the box. I really do. I think he is, and we've talked, I was talking to somebody about this last night. I think he is very respectful, right? And which is what a Rangers manager should be. I think he, it, you know, even down to the way he dresses, he was immaculate the way he dresses. That's what a Rangers manager is. We don't do the tracksuit stuff and all that. There's a, you know, and I get people don't like that. I get people think we should get with the times and be like, listen, you see Pet with a pair of jeans and that one. No, come on. You're the Rangers manager, you've got that class about you. And I think you'll get to apart from right now when it matters. <laughs> just, just been on that park. Um, yeah. performances and coaching the side, which they don't look coached. I've seen a few people saying it in the in the comment in the comments here. They do not look coached at all. That is not a coach side that we are watching in the park um, every week. No chance. And listen, you can put injuries into that as an excuse if you like, as we have all done. Fact is, the rest of them should still be coached a lot better than what they are, and we should be producing a lot better than what we are. Th- that comes down to what, one one thing, and it's the, the management team for me. Yeah, That's the management team. 100%. We were saying about throwing balls into the box. You're 100% right. But again, it comes back to what I was saying before. I think it's because that's the only option we have at that point. There is no space then to move into. It's all congested. We've pushed them further back, but there's nothing we can do. So we either cross into the box or Borna turns and passes it back to the centre half. We passes it to the next centre half. He goes to Tav and we go up that way and then we come back again. And that's where the horseshoe comes in, like I've said mm-hmm. before. So, and I'm the tactician. I'm the McBeal, but it's plain. Stevie Wonder can see what's going on there now. Um, Gio, unfortunately, sticking to his philosophy is what Gio says. Our Gio, not Gio, what our Gio says, he's very stubborn and rigid in that. And ultimately, that'll be what he's what, what makes him become unstuck in the end. And he'll get the he'll get this. <laughs> there you go. Even even the younger generation, right? <laughs> 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 my, you, daughter, my daughter oh, just hi, oh, yeah. why nice are you said, oh mom I love his voice she said can you say her name so I'm going to shut up and say her name is Robin Gio take it away hi Robin how are you nice to see you or not what about you what about you Robin how are you <laughs> Nicola will I, Nicola, I'll, I'll add you to the group chat on their whatsapp you hear voice notes from Gio every uh, morning I, I go on every morning Give you a five-minute rant I, 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 well. I, I, I save listening to it. The kettle's boiling. I'm sitting there with my cup of tea, my pan of chocolate. <laughs> I just, I just luxuriate the voice. Um, just, just very quickly, Neil had said to me, Neil had said there, is it just a job, though, Gio? And I'll be totally honest with you, mate. Um, I, I had a few friends who are, who are ex, ex-pros um, and a few played for Rangers um, and youth teams and stuff um, a wee while back. And genuinely, mate, it is a job. It is a job to them. Um, so much so that we would probably watch football if it was, you know, on anybody was playing on TV. I, I've been friends with people who are professional footballers who, who wouldn't watch, deliberately wouldn't watch football on TV, wouldn't be interested in it. We I remember saying to them, how can you not get passionate about watching this? And they're like, that's yeah, sure, it's just football. So there is people too, a lot of them, that it is just a job. But, you know, I, I think the ones that... That buy into our club emotionally, the way the way Big Cholak did, the way Connor Golson did, the way Tav did. That's why they're frustrated. Even Ryan Jack, you know, that's who grew up and knew what Rangers was all about. But that's why they're frustrated too, and that's why. And again, I, I I know what you're saying about it's a very privileged position, and it obviously is. But for for people that don't grow up as Rangers fans, you know, to a lot of them, it is just a job. As much as we all love Alfredo Morelos and we would want him to be on top form and playing at the, at, at his peak and staying with us forever and ever in a day, 
he'll go to another team eventually and he'll kiss the badge mm-hmm. and he'll do all that stuff. We've all seen it. We've all seen it. And unfortunately, that's the way yeah. modern football is. As I said, Gio, there's one, there's one player in our team to know that's just confirmed what you said. And see if you listen to his podcast with the other scouts person, if you're, it's John Lundstrom. If you're ever, you know, the other yeah, yeah. scouts, baddie the baddie. If you listen yeah. to that podcast, John Lundstrom says exactly that. He says he watches zero football. And the reason is, he says sometimes you watch Liverpool because it's his team. He says, and obviously watch Rangers if he's not playing because it's it's, it's, it's his, his team. But he does turn around and say that he does not watch any football. And, and mm. when he said, but why? He says, because I, I, I get football 24-7. When I'm in the house with my family, football's never on. Why? Because that's my time with them and I don't like to talk about football and be near football and whatever else. So that just exactly sums it up, just what you're saying there, mate. As much as it's our life. Yeah. Do you know it's so funny about this? And I think this is maybe where the difference of the women's team comes into it. Four or five, I'm saying five of your players grew up Rangers fans. They know what it means to play for Rangers. And I think a big thing is nobody's seen Rangers women becoming professional, right? So that's like a, a goal in itself. I'm playing professional football for a women's team. But five of your players are like, so Catherine Hill, who just came in, staunch, Nicola Doherty, Rachel McLaughlin, Sam Kerr, Kirsty Hibbert, Stonge, and then you've got the other people like Tessel Madag, who has uh, an honours in history, is now in and about iBooks Daily, setting up the Rangers Museum. Even Brianna Westrup, who's a captain, they've all all immersed themselves in the club, and I think that's maybe where the difference is. They know they're in a privileged position to play women's football professionally, but they've immersed themselves in the team so much. Like You can see it every other week, like Catherine Hannell, for a fact, has got a season ticket. And you see all these all these people and like draw going to games and like Tesla, my dad was at the Scottish Cup final, they just won the league so night. I need to stay for the I need to stay for the cup final, I'm going to watch the men. And they've just immersed themselves in the culture of the club and I think that for me is a massive difference between the men's team and the women's team. Rihanna, you've said it there hundred percent. Culture. And that culture comes from winning and that culture comes from investment and that culture comes from the coaching team and the management team yep. and bringing everybody along together. That's what I said about truly good managers. They drag you along with them. You're on that journey with them. But that culture, creating that culture, and that's something we did. And we never, we, unfortunately, the club, for whatever reasons, and obviously the accounts came out recently. And I know, obviously, Desi's saying there about the AGM coming up, and, and that's obviously going to be really tasty as well, I'm sure. But, you know, again, it's creating that culture, it's creating that identity. And, 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 it's very easy to it's very, very hard to build that, but it's also very easy, as we've now seen, to lose that. Yeah. Again, how much money are we going to have to invest? How much money are we going to have to invest either in the infrastructure of the team, either via management and coaching systems or buying new players? And I said this the other day to the guys in the group, you know, for me, we should be investing in infrastructure and 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 and, and the, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Because then yep. when you are bringing players in. We're going to have to bring in players who are going to be on big money. And let's be honest, the way the world is going now, we can't afford it. We literally can't afford it as a football team, as we've seen by the accounts that have come out there quite recently as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicola there makes a great point about saying that they bring our daughter along to the next live pod. Oh, is there a it's show coming up, Scott? The next live pod. Right? When's the that? Next live pod. When is the that? Next live pod. Is it the 16th of December? I keep getting it mixed up. It is, is the 16th of December. It is the 16th, yeah. Paul sees you're going. Uh, if you want. Geo, <laughs> are you going? Flights are booked. Everything's sorted. I will be there. 
Maddie with actually an extra, with an extra small t-shirt on. Maddie actually banned me. <laughs> Maddie actually banned me at Glasgow Airport to greet you. Yes. Rhiannon. <laughs> Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Right, do you know what that is? That's somebody asking you to take over the men's team. Right. So just uh, go and accept it and say, I of course I will I'll take it off. I'd probably do a better job, let's be honest. Neil Neil says to Nicola that you're better taking them into a live pod than a live game. Correct. We just talk shit. We don't play shit. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, mate, but it is 16th of December. Couple of couple of cracking one confirmed guest already. A couple in the pipeline who could be game changers as well. Alex McDonald's going to be there. Um, Q and A. Uh, Come down, that to, to <laughs> You ask um, her. <laughs> so yes, mate, it's going to be really good. If if anyone's been along them, I know Jay's been at a few, and, and Nicola's been at some as well. We Joes will be on there playing our stuff. You can hear us talking shit about Rangers, and hopefully. The better thing is get the guests on as well. Yes. Um, go to the Battlefield Podcast up at cartel.com, which is running across this, the screen at the moment, and you can get your tickets there. If you would like to stay at the Go Glasgow Hotel that night where the show is live from, then you can get in touch with the pod and we will put you in touch with the hotel to get you our special rate that we get. Um, so it's a wee bit cheaper again. Why have to worry about taxis and way home and all that? You know, just stay. And it's a week before Christmas, Scott. This is like it's a perfect a, it's, Christmas. It's it it like a, a perfect Christmas night out. This is amazing. It is. I was going to say because because you're included in your teeth bag included in the price of your ticket is foods as well. It's buffet. There's live music, and then and then afterwards we'll be having a bit of a shindig. Shindig, I have a shindig afterwards. A wee bash. I was going to say another type of bash, but a different type of bash. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I was like, no, I better watch something. No, exactly. You can't have that. By the way, Nicholas Moore's coming again. That's reason in itself to be excited. Ah, yeah, there you go. Do you know what I mean? Nicholas Moore was a great laugh the last time. She was the queen of the party, wasn't she? Dancing on tables and all sorts. It was amazing. And I think Nicola was pregnant last time. She was accusing the drink. Hopefully this time. Right. Unless I've just spoiled a big surprise that's coming up future. Sorry, Nicola, that's good. <laughs> but no, we'll be, we'll be brilliant. And, and we're going to have a, a, a proper legend there. We're going to have a Barsha Burr. Alex McDonald's going to be there. And like I said, if if um, a few oh. of these other guests come off, they'll be, they'll be game changers. So it'll be very, very good. Pause it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely fine. I'll, 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 you, buy, you buy all the tickets, and once they've all been confirmed, I might sneak in through the fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> the big Christmas bash. Um, hopefully, we'll be coming off the back of a fine victory against Hibs, where we'll be saying, mm. Remember how bad we were before the World Cup? No, look, it's all changed. Yeah. Um, and Amanda's. <laughs> Amanda, knew you stop it. Stop it. Come on now. <laughs> you just say Gio is about to come over. Gio yes. is coming over, Amanda. Yes. 
Come on, Dave. <laughs> Everybody Steve. buys a ticket. I'll leave you a wee voice note on all your answer machines for you as well. I see how you get this confirmation email. You don't get that. You'll get a voice note. I'll just be Gio giving it. Thanks very much. <laughs> what about you? Thanks for buying the tickets. You know, there's about a million and a half people over here who talk exactly the same as this. I know. That's why. That's why, mate. We never want to have a show over there because you no. lose your appeal. Exactly. <laughs> Usual lobby here. Usual lobby, brilliant. I'll be. I was going to say, I don't. It's a full reversal. We're not the superstars. I'll get. I'll get the guns out. <laughs> oh, oh, the Northern Easy Irish get no blinds. <laughs> oh, You're such a twat. Um, Chance <laughs> tickets for the gig. Oh, don't do that to me because people have already bought them. Wait a minute, now go in and check right now in case I've made an absolute balls up it here. But I think I have. Um, no tickets, tickets, tickets are there. Look, Christmas bash. <laughs> don't... Christmas. Don't See, know. that's putting me off. I call it Christmas. I'm like, I don't do Christmas. So... <laughs> well, you can wear a black white hat, right? Ah, <laughs> humbug. No, but if you are genuinely though, if you are looking for if you are looking for something close to Christmas to do, I mean, many many this time last year we had or close to Christmas last year we had the show. There was probably about a hundred people. We had it at Nibrox, and it was it was amazing. So this time mm-hmm. around, obviously just across the road, Go Urban Hotel, another fantastic venue. You know, get along. It's going to be class. It's going to be brilliant. We sing yes. song. Um. Stuff to buy, stuff to raffles, auction. We're going to have an auction this time as well, hopefully as well. So Live Q&A, to... where you can ask Rangers players questions if you want. And yep. we're also working on trying to secure an actual host. Yep. Cue everybody going, but Scott, you can... No, no, that's an actual host, a better host, right? Somebody does it for a living. So that's what we're on, on the lookout for. So we've... And here, Baz Bowski. Baz Bowski has actually committed to this one. He has. Hey. I've told him. I've told him yeah. that's the reason why I've got my ticket sorted. So <gasps> flights are booked. And also, if if you've uh, if you bought one of Simmy's novels, if you bring it along, he will sign it for you. Yeah, <laughs> they are very good. If you haven't read them, read them. They're great. They are excellent. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, Amanda, I've just banned myself your car. <laughs> got it, thanks. <laughs> Sorry for freaking you out. Name one of as long as you got it. Who's you, who, Ran, who's you in Cameroon? You in Cameroon? Keep <laughs> <laughs> playing in the World Cup. <laughs> right, right, September. September? That's just because I've just read September. Right. It's because I've just read September on my phone. Oh, okay. St. Mirren is what I meant to say. St. Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend. No far off. At the weekend. Right. We're having a James Tavernier this evening. Ah. <laughs> St. Mirren at the weekend. Oh, by the way, look at that. There's there's two tickets just being bought by Mr. Graham McCready, who is Amanda's husband. Graham, did you you shouldn't have bought tickets, mate? Did you see what she's did you see what Amanda said? She's using her she's using his bank card, that's all it is. That's what it is. No, I, Graham's coming to see me. He loves me. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Graham and Amanda, listen, I always say it's not a battle fever night without the McCready's. The McCready's are a good laugh. So it's great to see that they two will be there. I love the both of them and I'm delighted they're coming. So you've made my night. 
and you get to see Gio again, so everyone's a winner, I suppose. <laughs> you just need to get Amanda under control, that's the problem. She's got to kind of do wild things, streaking naked across Ibrox Park and stuff like that. Just if just we beat him, she said she would do it again. So we'll and that's, yeah, that's, I heard that. Graham actually told me that. <laughs> um, so, Monday at the weekend, final game before the break, before the five-week hiatus. <laughs> okay. Where we can all relax, take a drink, <laughs> and um, just Stop love injecting life. their eyeballs. Because <laughs> I'm sick of it, right? I'm looking forward to this. I think I can't remember who said it in the chat, but I'm actually looking forward to a winter break. I've never looked forward to a winter break since they started again. And I'm now looking forward to it because I've had enough this year, to be quite honest. We try to put on a positive spin. And certain things, you know, and no be negative because people come on here to have a good time and listen to the pod and never laugh. And if we're constantly being negative, it's hard. <laughs> you're dragging yeah. everybody else down, you know. So you're trying to be upbeat and it's so hard. So I'm delighted that um we've got five weeks. <laughs> we don't need to think about them, right? That's great fun to me. <laughs> um, so St. Martin Saturday, tricky place to go. Mm. Right? Historically, it is a tricky place to go for us as well. Mm. So We'll need to see um, what team Gio comes up with. I like what Gio said, what Gio said earlier, is just basically change it up, do something different. You know, it gives a wee bit of optimism to go into that breakaway. And then you have five weeks where you can get the players together and work it, because I don't believe there's going to be anything happening unless something, cat, you know, there's a catastrophe happens there, that one catastrophe. See, we're already getting down that slope. We're getting down that slope of that season. Um, unless a catastrophe happens on Saturday, I can't see Gio no being there come the Hibs game. So, how how do we go about it, Paul? What, what has to change, mate? You're Gio. You're the man. You're in charge. What changes on Saturday? Fucking, I mean, it's just, you'd have to still try and just tell players to go out and play. Just play. Do you know what I mean? As, 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 to, to, the, to their strengths. Stop. Stop being so bloody rigid in the formation. And I, and I would play Cholak and uh, Morelos. I would go 4 4 2. That's just because I'm, I'm yes, old fashioned. Yes. I'm old fashioned that way. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think, I, I know we don't, I don't want to keep going on, but I think we are being completely hampered by um, Gio's philosophy of this, you know, going down the wings and crossing into the box. It has to stop. It's, it's, simply, it's just simply not working. Um, we, we know for an absolute fact. The St. Mirren are going to uh, get the double the up and sorry, it's just uh, things outside. There. I think it's somebody's bins are <laughs> getting blown down the street. Um, the bit bins bins are out for collections. The neighbours are putting them out. <laughs> I said, dum, dum, dum. No, um, uh, yeah. So I, we have, we have to. Uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Bollocks. Um, I think we have to sort of just. just just be, be different. Do you know what I mean? We know they're going to play the low blocks at Mount and they're going to try and hit us in eight. We have to get round up. We have to we have to start trying to play through a little bit better. And as Rihanna mentioned earlier on, take a fucking shot. Stop looking for the, right. for the perfect goal. You know, if you take if you take a shot, it can take a deflection, it can go anywhere. And as and as also CJ Noble pointed out last night, oh he would kill for an in swinging corner. Because you put the keeper under pressure at that point. Yeah. You don't attack the pressure, but remember the remember the remember the Joe Arebo front post run? Mm-hmm. Even my wee man was saying to me a couple of weeks ago, where's that Joe Arebo front post run? Remember we scored a mm. couple of goals from Joe Arebo running across the front post and swinging corner, Arebo front post, and then somebody flicking it on. I think Balogun got his goal 
against um and I can't remember in the European game like that. So he actually, you know, a rebo flicked it on and he got it at the back post. But I think it was Red Star, was it? But um, but yeah, Paul, you're right, mate. We need something different. We have to have something different. This is you know, you're 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 seven points behind already. Let's be totally honest, we're seven points behind. You know, go into this game, like Scott says, five weeks, five weeks break. You're going to get a lot of players coming back. This is a chance to do something new. But unfortunately, um, you know, a couple of people have said in the comments already, it'll probably be the same system, same same approach that, that we've had over the last couple of games. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say we'll get a win. I think it'll be a 1-0 or a 2-1. I would love to see us playing some sexy football again but I'm going to go for a 1-0 or a 2-1 or something like that. But I do think we'll win. I think it'll be another stubborn sort of turgid game, but we'll, we'll, I think we'll get over the finishing line, hopefully. Neil, I'm going to say it, Neil doing a challenge here. Um, where is his comment there? I'll batter Scott and Hulk Hogan if I hear that story one more time. Buy <laughs> 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 tickets for a live show. Shite bag if you don't. Oh, Scotland <laughs> has been just, thrown down. Just as just as an appendix to that, I, I'll hold your jacket, Neil, while you do it. I'll hold them down, Neil. Neil, you come along, mate. I'll hold them down, and then you can batter them. There you go. Hey, just you wait till that music hits. You won't be running then, lads. <laughs> um, should should Wright get a start? Ask Desi. Brianna, what's your thoughts on that? Should I think Scott Wright should, but then again, Scott Wright's good as an impact player as he showed last night. Mm. But how, when you make that impact, can you not start then on Saturday? I would agree. I think he deserves a start. Again, changes what we need. Um, and I genuinely think Scott Wright would be in favour of maybe taking a shot outside the box. But, you know, personally, myself, I play the fucking lasses because he'd probably get a better result than the guys would. But there needs to be something. There needs to be some change. I would four four two. Fuck it. Just go old fashioned. Put Kolak and and Alfie up front. I'd put right on the wing. And you know what? Just let Gee Kent and and right the run of the game. Let Kent play how we normally play. Let them free flow. Make an impact. It's the last game before you want a break. You you need to do something because there's no faith in these players, and you, their confidence is shot. So they need to do something to get the confidence up. Just let them go and play football like they normally play and just go for it. And that's about the only thing we can really do. Gio, of course, quickly before you go, mate, I know you need to go and then we're going to go as well, but we know nothing like that will happen and it'll be the same team that played last night in the same um, style. So what can we expect for Saturday then? Same turgid, move the ball slow, horseshoe, get to the right-hand side, go back to the left-hand side. So on and so forth. And, and do you know what? I think we're gonna. I think this is going to be very much that everyone in the club and and the, the the management team in the background and even the players are hoping to get to this break as well. I think they all see this as an opportunity. Let's limp into the break, get this break over with us, and then we can we can put some new building box blocks in place, get some injured players back. You know, again, Rihanna's right, Paul's right. You know, we'd all love to see us have a go, do something different, but it is going to be very much the same. They're not going to rip up the rule book. With one game, you know, especially in a, in a game away to St. Mirren, who, let's be honest, can can give can give you know even Celtic and, and and when they were flying, they give them a good game and obviously beat them. So you know, uh, just let's get to this break, get this break over with us, you know, and then we can hopefully go in and 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 when we come back in four or five weeks, we'll have a couple of good players back. You know, Tom Lawrence will be back and and players will be rested and hopefully recovered, and then we can we can hopefully get a wee run. Into the second half of the season, we've we've been we've and 
well, to be fair to Gio, the second half of last season, bar one or two wee results, we were we did sort of come on to we, we sort of started off really well, didn't we under Gio, and then we, we sort of tapered off and then we came back again um with a European run. So hopefully we have a strong second half this season. We can start showing a wee bit of pride and passion. That's all I'm looking for, mate. Paul, I think Saturday will probably show just how much the players are behind the manager because you would want to come flying out the traps and go into this break on a high saying, well, listen, yeah, we did get beat off St Johnston, but we were poor. We beat Hearts. Yeah, it was poor, but we ground it out. We went out there, we put performance in against St Mirren. We showed energy, application, drive, commitment. Want to go and take our men on. Want to go and try and score goals. You would take that into the break, right? And that shows that the manager has the dressing room. Yeah, I say, I say, no, yeah, I, I'm, my attitude is no guts, no glory. Go out there, just do the, do, give it all. Um, as you say, uh, there is a, there is a, a mutterings that he's, he's lost dressing room. I don't think that is the case. Um, but I think that the players have to certainly have to um, perform better, not only for themselves, not only for the fans, the club, uh, but also for the management team as well. Um, I mean, we, we were we saw uh, yesterday. Um, it was the final question. He was asked us. How many players are you hoping um, will be available to you uh, post World Cup? And he stood up and he said, "I really want all of them back." And then he laughed. Um, and then he said, and that, "That was that was the final question." So he he's he very much aware. More, to be fair, he did say, "I don't know. I'd really like all of them back." That's right. Yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, I missed that bit. So yeah, I don't know. I'd really like all of them back. Yeah. Um, so I think he's a bit of a hiding to nothing with injuries just now. And I think that the World Cup break will do the current playing squads who are playing all the time it'll do them good and it'll let them get a bit of rest and those who are carrying injuries uh, who I suspect are people like Lundstrom certainly Tavern certainly Lundstrom certainly Tavern yeah get time to recuperate uh, and get their fitness back um, and also people like Tom Lawrence maybe a bit too soon for Golds and maybe a bit too soon for Hadji as well I think they're looking post-Christmas for the pair of them but we need to start getting players back and those, those who are playing all the times now a bit of rest um, and hopefully get a bit of confidence back as well because they've been taking a bit of pasting. Um, bit of competition as well, Paul, isn't it? Yeah. Once you get yeah. that competition for places, you're and starting that, to back your position. And that's uh, and that's uh, yeah. And that and that's yeah. and that's what and I said this right at the very start um, when uh, Barisic all of a sudden started coming into a game. It's no coincidence it's when uh, Yilmaz was, was bought yeah. and he all of a sudden... Hey, sorry for Yilmaz because he, he started after the PSV game. You could see like, yes, he's yeah. given us a wee different... Something different, a, wee, a different dimension to our usual sort of yeah. get down and cross it. He, he seemed to cut inside more and drive to be a wee bit more direct. He, run, which, he runs that yeah. in, in channel really, really. He yeah, does, yeah, he's very, very, very much. So, mate, which which give us something different, didn't it? And again, exactly, I'm looking yeah. forward to getting him back, and I'm looking forward to again. Maybe that's what's happened to Tav. He, you know, he didn't have he didn't have Nathan Patterson there, and 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 you know, and and that second bit of the season, and all of a sudden, you know, he got through the season, and and then now he's let's be honest, you know, we. we like Rhiannon's saying, you know, if he's begging to be taken off, and if that's if that's true, then you know who are we going to throw on? And the young kid Devine, although he seems a really good prospect, you know, maybe the maybe the Ducks don't have that level of trust in him. But yeah, but yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to some some injured players coming back and creating that competition again because there's nothing there's nothing worse than than seeing the same team going in and out or every week and and not producing. Get players back in. Get players fighting for each other, fighting for places. Have a scrap on the pitch. You know, have a scrap on the changing room. Get that. Get that about you again. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah, I love that. You know, players when they're shouting at each other, it shows that the, it shows that they're there and there's passion. 
But yeah, you know, I, I'm really looking for. I, 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 you know, like Scott said, when was the last time we were begging for a winter break? You know, winter breaks have been notoriously bad for us. I cannot wait for this one. Get this summer yeah. game out of the way. Get that. Get the win, and 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 let's move on. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Stuart Hill is saying get Gattuso and Duncan Ferguson. <coughs> Gattuso's head coach <laughs> of Valencia in La Liga. And if we sack Gio tomorrow, there is no way we are going to Valencia and enticing their head coach to Ibrox, no matter who Absolutely. it is. Um, and Scott, sorry, Rob, sorry to interrupt you. I know there was a lot of talk about Sean Dyche, but I, I noticed something. I don't know who put it up. I think it might have been one of Dell's guys in the Rangers review put up yeah. that um, someone had spoke to Sean Dyche recently and he actually said he, he, he's not ruling it out. There's a window there where he would like to return to the Premiership and he's not ruling it out, but he has worked with Ross Wilson before and he had love um, to be embedded to an old firm. So I'm not saying Sean Dyche is the answer either. Do you no, know? But you know, I mean, I'm not. I'm certainly not saying that. But I know a lot of people have said that. But um, and I know They're recently in the yeah, a few people in the comments there had even said, you know, who realistically is going to look at us at the minute? But look, let's be totally honest. We're we're still a huge draw. You know, okay, we we haven't performed well in the Champions League, but we're a European team. Got to the final literally months ago of of, of the, obviously the European Cup. So. You know, we're still a big draw. I, you know, rather Davy Martindale than Sean Dyche. Davy Martindale gets a hell of a bad rep, but he's a cr- cracking coach, cracking guy, and obviously he's he's doing well with a really with a provincial team. If he's doing that well with a provincial team, you could make worse suggestions. But what was who knows? Yeah, what what was we were discussing at halftime, but in the in the press room with the boys. I was just about to make. I was just about to make that point. Well, I said that uh, uh, halfway yeah. through the first half last night that if Gio goes tomorrow, we're all presuming our board are going to punch high here, right, and go mm-hmm. for Sean Dice and go for you know this boy for for Bodo Glimt or whoever else, Nutson, and and I said that I think you're watching the team who's managed by the person who our board will look and, and sound out about it as well. And last night gave me absolutely no faith that that's who we should go near because yeah. he, if he had any sort of balls at all, he'd have beat Rangers last night, right? Because we were there for the taking at times, especially yep. that first half. They would have been one, two, maybe three up because if they'd actually just took, I mean, not having Mackay on flying winger, you know, things like that last night, I think he would have, he would have got a positive result. Ibrox and he sat, and, and praised these players in the press conference and said how it's so hard done by and oh, we, we should have got this and we should have got that and time wasting and time wasting for Rangers and no 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 but they see if you had any sort of balls about you at all you would have took something for Ibrox last night which is why you should be nowhere near our job to be quite honest mm-hmm. but you just know our board we're all punching high guys and I think we might be a wee bit <laughs> automatic <laughs> I might be disappointed when it comes around to who's getting paraded when it happens. I yeah. hope I'm wrong. Van, Van Blockhorst sacked Rangers and your new manager on the plus after and the wheel French out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Desi says he can see Beal taking over from Gio. I don't think I'll see I don't think we'll see Michael Beale back up the road anytime soon. I think no. he's getting pushed in there first. Um and you'll know listen, you'll not get the credibility, you just need to look at Gerard what he done up here. It's no credible down there because it's people mm. talk about Aston Villa now and what he done there and, and how he get he's got the sack. So I don't think Michael I think Michael Beale will try and make his name down there and then possibly make it turn. Anyway, thanks very much to everybody yes. for joining us. Jesus, that time. Scott. Uh, so quick. What's that? The lassies. I brag a bit. Can I brag a bit? Am I allowed to brag a little bit? You bar on, you brag, you brag. We need positivity. We are right. Oh. Right now, we are, every game's been a win. 
We haven't dropped any points. We have a cold, goal difference of plus 43, none conceded at all. Even better as is, that mob beat up Glasgow City, so there's a three-point gap between us and them right now. Um, we won 4 all against Spartans at the weekend. We are in a cup final, so there's, there's a World Cup on 11th of December at Tynecastle, half 12. Get yourselves along, first trophy of the season available. Uh, we've had an invincible season. We're absolutely fucking fine, you know. The players we brought in are absolutely incredible. I mean, I looked last season and it's like, oh, Chantel's left, or fuck, these left, or Kirsten Riley's left. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And then you're bringing in at Nationals, like Annie Danielson and Victoria Essen, who's fucking an international being at World Cup. Like, Jesus, man. Like, we're absolutely fine, you know. And genuinely, if you can go see them, because you might be pleasantly surprised. Some of the, the style of play, it's free-flowing. Like, we're just in top form. So please go watch them because I, I promise it will be worth your while and you will leave with a smile on your face because we win. We actually win. It's great. <laughs> and we've done our very best to keep Malky Thompson away from... <laughs> do, you know, do you know something? I genuinely think Malky's the guy because he was there with Gregory Vignal, he's invested in Rangers and he's invested in the ethos of the club and people are saying about Murphy, if you really wanted to and as much as please don't take Malky away but like legitimately if you gave him the opportunity he could probably make something in the men's team and that's why what I was saying earlier about the ethos and having people that are Rangers fans, when these players come in you're looking at people like Nicola Dockett or Carson Hill and going they, they now know what the club is about because you have Rangers fans in there and I think that makes all the difference. As I say, Tessel Madag has an honours in history and is now helping Joe Morrison with the museum. And that's and she does that in her free time because she wants to because she loves history so much. Um, it's just it's a weird feeling because you know they're privileged to be there. But then like people like Jane Ross, who's unfortunately um, injured, and then you've got somebody like Kim McCoy coming in. And it's just, there's, there's fights where the pitch. And then Brogan Hayes finally being called up for Scotland. And she had three assists alone on Sunday. And this is the calibre of player we've got. That's just, it's... From where we were three years ago to now, amazing. <laughs> oh, says we just take all my burning free. Different show, mate. Different show. We'll do that in another yeah, show, right? We'll yeah, get into yeah. the <laughs> Different show. Thank you very much for that positivity. I'm glad to see one club, one part of the club is functioning correctly. <laughs> well, the other... <laughs> Run about it. Um, I'm delighted that the lassies are doing. I would apologise, Neil, but I'm not fucking sorry at all because it's amazing to see. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not. I hope, I hope they're invincible. <laughs> but all I would say is invest in the squad because we know what happens after that. <laughs> Do you know that? I think that's the big thing. We look at we look at the players we had, like your Sonia News and stuff, and she's a fucking half wit of herself, and she's a different story. But you look at who we had, and then like the investing, like. Kirsten Riley, I miss. I love Kirsten Riley, and she's absolutely candidate for Crystal Palace now. And then you've got a Finnish international coming in, and like a first goal was in a Champions League fixture. And bear in mind, Rangers women had never been in the Champions League ever, and somehow we made it to the second round and only just get beat up in Fika. And the fact that me and a lot like Carr and Amanda were raging at the result, despite the fact that we probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. When it's your first year trying to qualify for the Champions League, I think it speaks volumes for the level that we've went for 2019 to now. 
it's ridiculous. It's just uh, the difference. And you can see the investing, like, the investment is there. It's so unbelievably clear. Like, even the change of venues, like, the fact they went, right, we're not getting enough people at Auckland House, so we'll go to Broadwood, and you can see the crowds are actually turning up for them. But then I think that also helps. The investment has led to a trophy, which has led to more money, because, like, again, season tickets. If you'd have told me two years ago that there'd been a season ticket for Rangers Women's I'd have in your face. It just, it's night and day, it really is. Totally. It's almost a cracking model to follow, Rihanna, isn't it? <laughs> like, imagine that being, you know, invest in the team. I know. And be positive. And and what? Is this mad talk, Gio? Stop this. I know, man. I know. For God's sake. Mental. Nah, I know. I'm here, though. You'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks very much to Rihanna for joining us and also coming back on the pod and, and bringing the positivity because the lassies are doing well and quite rightly so we should be championing that because there's a lot of negativity around the club but that's something positive and it's probably not something that gets shouted about enough to be fair however not by you you do it and so does Amanda and so does Karen and all the people that are involved there um, in terms of you know the actual fans that go and watch uh, the women's team so well done and keep that up Thank you to Paul Seas for last night for helping me out setting up the stuff and all that stuff that we do at Hydrox that nobody sees. Um, uh, thank you very much, mate. You're legend. a legend. Absolute um, pleasure, as always. And, of course, to the legend that is Gio. Thank you very much, mate, for joining us and coming back because we love you. Very welcome, mate. And don't forget, buy your tickets. I'm not flying all the way over there for fuck all, so buy your tickets. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the Battle for your podcast on BigCartel.com, 16th of December. Go Glasgow Urban Hotel. Alex McDonald's going to be there. Q&A, food, raffles. Have I missed anything else? Live and pod. there might be some extra guests. Don't forget. Sing song. Might be some extra guests. Might be a proper host. And it's a Christmas bash. So come along. Have fun. And special, let's... special roommates. Special roommates. Yes. Special roommates. Sorry. Yes. Personalised voicemails. Personalised voicemails as well. Yeah. <laughs> Leave your, tele- leave your telephone number with your order and Gio will get back to you. Slide into your voicemails. Remember, remember Rangers used to get players to phone up to thank them uh, for buying tickets. We were going to get Gio to phone up to thank everybody for buying a ticket. And, and oh, yeah, Nate's right. Paul, Paul C is going to line up vodka shots for everybody. So there you go. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, I'll, 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 I'll happily do that as long as you're paying. <laughs> but more importantly thanks to everybody in the chat for joining us yeah. because without you guys Amanda says she's on the raffle because she wins it every fucking time more jam and Hartley's that lass <laughs> thanks very much to all you for joining in and contributing in the chat because without you we, we, we'd be pointless it would just be us four sitting here talking about football so thank you for, well or lack of football to be fair except for Rhiannon's but um, and we shall we shall catch these next week. Maybe the live pods. No, I, can't, I don't know if we can do a live pod Saturday. Maybe we'll get back to you. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. Hopefully, Rangers win. Enjoy the break. Enjoy the the chill nature of no Rangers, and we shall see you through the World Cup break. And we'll see you in the. the, the <laughs> Nicola, you're going to have issues there. <laughs> She's grown up. You're going to have issues there. I'm <laughs> serious. Anybody buys a ticket and you want to be voice note, you just let me know. I'll be on it. <laughs> fucking love that guy. Fucking love that. Guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I guess Jackie says going horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Any old thing that's left to say? Hashtag keep the battle fever on. When I 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.